Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, members of the tribe, welcome to Savage in Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Kamich, the Savage in Business. And I'm going to tell you, I got started doing this years ago. And I've been the Savage in Business for a decade now, working with businesses and business owners. And I wanted to find a way to give back. Now, I got other properties and other media stuff going on. In fact, check out a radio show, Doc Fix That as well. You want to learn from some people. But Savage in Business, the podcast, has one specific purpose to go find people that I like, admire, trust people that are inside my tribe or people that are just killing it. They're rocking it, displaying absolutely the quintessential behavior, being savage at business, being successful in life and with their business. They've got lessons to pass along. Some of the other episodes, you've heard things, you've even heard Napoleon Hill's book quoted. You've heard from other people talking about those things that they've taken away that have catalyzed and crystallized them in success. That's what we're doing here. I'm giving you people that are successful in business and life. They're telling you how they got started. They're telling you what they're doing right now. And they're literally spoon feeding you one episode, three segments, 10 minutes at a time. You get the best business education on the planet. And all you got to do is plug in, watch, or listen. So with that, we're going to go to a great friend of mine, Kelly Filardo. Kelly's in the house. Savage Business <laughs> Podcast. Kelly, it is fantastic to see you. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest. I know you got an awful lot to say. Let's start like we always do in segment one. We talk about the past. How we kind of got to the spot we're at right now. How did you get started in life? And it was a tragic backstory. All good villains and heroes have tragic backstories. You're shot to kind of give people this lay of the land, how you got, you know, where you are and how you got started in business. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mitch. I'm always honored to be, you know, spend time with you and your tribe. So, you know, basically I got started 13 years ago when I, I met a lady named Trimaine Hammond and she said, Kel, you need to sell that business you're in and be a speaker. And I was like, what? She goes, people will be so inspired by your story. And I said, I don't get it. I'm a burn survivor. So what? And she's like, no, people will be so inspired by your story. Now at that time in my life, we were almost bankrupt. I was in a dead end marriage. I was well, toxic marriage. I was in a dead end job. My husband had been laid off. So he told me it was time for me to step up to the plate. And so I, you know, went and got a full-time job and, you know, also had a scrapbooking business that was just killing me as far as money goes. We were, we were going to be bankrupt. And so I didn't see myself as an inspiration. I saw myself as a loser. So it just shocked me when she said, Kel, you need to be a speaker. And I was like, I see myself as a loser. I do not see myself as being inspirational at all. Oh, that's wickedly important. Now, those things teach us. What was it that started to catalyze for you? What was the thing that kind of shocked your system a little bit? It started to turn things for you as well, because we, we can learn from those past things. And what was part of that for you? What really started to change or convert for you as well? Well, it was her. It was Charmaine Hammond. So she knew she had to get me to be a speaker. So what she did is she found an event for her and I to speak at. Mm -hmm. And so we did an Ellen show. So she was Ellen and I was the guest. And so she'd ask me questions. And I noticed that people were crying and laughing. And I said to myself, what's going on? And I realized it was because of my story. And so I went home that night and I said to my husband, I'm going to be mm -hmm. a speaker. And he said, who's going to listen to you? And I said, I don't know, but it's going to happen. That's and so she, she made it happen. So, you know, and then I ended up taking a course to teach people how to be keynote speakers. And from there, I hired her as a coach and I've never looked back. 
Mm. We hear time and again on, on our episodes here about the fact that often there's some adversity, there's some real challenges. That had to be one of the biggest challenges you were facing at that moment. What was it like kind of facing that? And, you know, how did you shuffle that out of the way? What was it that really kept you moving? Well, I got rid of the husband. How about that? That's pretty stark. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy way to put it. So, no, I, you know, it was our 24th year together and I, it was our anniversary. And I remember, you know, crying my eyes out, you know, and I said to myself, I don't know, I heard that voice say to me, you've done 24 years like this and you're only 44. Can you do another 24? And I said, no way, help me. And I went to bed after that. And sure enough, things started happening. And I started speaking and I started writing my first book and I ended up selling the scrapbooking business and I gave my husband his half of the money. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm leaving the marriage. And, uh, that was that was it. And then five months after that, my boss gave me an ultimatum and she said to me, Kelly, you've got a decision to make. Are you going to be excited to come to work on Monday or relieved if you don't have to? And I was like, oh, that question hit me right to my core because I knew I knew that I didn't want to be working for them anymore. I knew I wanted to be a speaker full time, but I just left my marriage five months earlier. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like I'm yeah. living in aunt and uncle's basement now i don't have a man to support me i'm not going to have a job to support me and you you think that i should be a speaker full-time and i was shocked i was like oh my gosh and um i think of her as that being that mother bird that you know kicked the baby bird out of the nest and the baby bird they never land on the ground you always you you fly you go fall down a bit but you fly higher than ever and so I believe he was that mother bird that gave me that kick in the butt that said, you need to go be a speaker. And that, that has was- to be the, I got to jump in. That has to be one of the lessons that you carry forward now too, is that sometimes, and I, I, I love historical figures and I love just certain people stand up to me always in life. There's, there's Napoleon, there's Joan of Arc, there's Churchill, there's other people. So, you know, they're polarizing figures, but one of the quotes I love, you reminded me of it now, Joan of Arc. She would say to her troops, I used to say, go boldly amongst the English. And then I went boldly amongst the English. You've got to constantly have guts to move in business. You've got to have the impetus and the drive. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to move no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. It's you just do it no matter what. And, you know, I remember coming home from work that day and I saw this Christian businesswoman's magazine and every second page said, follow your passion full time, follow your passion full time. I couldn't see anything else, but passion, passion full time. And then I came to the middle and in the middle, those big black letters. And it said, why do you not trust that God will provide you everything you need? And I slammed that magazine shut and I was so mad because I knew yeah. Um, I needed to be a speaker full time. And I was on to my second book and I knew that I was meant for more, but I, I was like, how am I going to do this? And then I heard those words again. Are you going to be excited to come to work on Monday or relieved if you don't have to? What a wickedly sharp lesson. Listen, we're going to take a short pause here in a moment, but what a wickedly sharp lesson to close out our first segment with. Are you going to be excited to work? when you come in on Monday. Wow, that's a wicked one. Kelly, thank you so much. Hey, Tribe, stick with us. Come back and pop in for our next section as well. 
This is the great and inestimable, inestimable, Jesus, I got to really, I'm a little tired today. Kelly Filardo, she's an absolute beast. We're going to get back into it just in a moment. We are back with Kelly Filardo, Savage of Business, the podcast, and she's rocking it so far through the first segment. So we're going to do the second segment as well. Kelly, thank you so much for bouncing on here. You've gone through such trials and tribulations to get to this moment right now. What's life like for you right now? What's business like for you at the moment? What's the kind of stuff you're working on? And what's something that you are constantly being reminded of in business? Just the thing, that nugget or that life lessons that always comes back and says, pay attention, pay attention. You got to pay attention to this. How's life going for you? And what's that thing that keeps cropping up all the time for you? Well, as you know, Mitch, like when COVID hit, I lost all my speaking gigs, right? I mean, yeah. that was common. We all lost our, our gigs. So I said, oh, what am I going to do next? And I said, okay, I guess I'm going to do this book thing. And so I started coaching people to write books, become best-selling authors, and you know, became very good at it. I helped over 500 people write their books and become best-selling authors. And it's so cool to see that, see that people are doing that. But now what's happening is I want to get back to my roots. And my roots is my burn story and my divorce story and my story of grit, guts, and courage. And mm -hmm. so I want to get back on stage and do more of that sort of thing. So I'm doing that, still publishing books, but I'm trying to ease myself out of it and hire a team to work with me on that. Um, and then the other thing is, of course, I want to land more gigs. So what I did is I started another podcast called Landing the Gig. And this is where I'm going direct, mm. right to the event planners, right to the agents and the speaker bureau and saying, okay, what are speakers doing wrong? Why are they not landing more gigs? What can they do right? And so I'm doing that. And then I have a whole my new keynote, which was grit, guts, and courage, so I can get on more stages. But then what I'm being called to do is do more artwork because I'm also an artist. And mm. so that little nagging thing that keeps coming up to me is, yes. hey, pay attention to me. And so I signed up for a one-year art program, but where I'm struggling is trying to find the time to actually do the art because my ultimate dream is to be on stage painting and sharing my story of grit, guts, and courage. So I'm trying to figure out how to do all that. It's interesting you bring that up because what a what an exciting segue. I was part of a uh, musical accompaniment where we brought in this well-noted artist and we hired an entire concert hall. And this artist painted in real time with this musical accompaniment from this orchestra in three different segments. And they painted what the actual what the actual music was telling them. And, and this guy painted it on this triangle canvas and painted it in three sections. It was absolutely wicked. It was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever watched in real time live. It was about two hours. And by the end of it, he had this completed painting and the orchestra finished its entire musical accompaniment. It was staggeringly cool. That is without a doubt an, an innovative way as hell. What really made you say, this is what I want to do because that's innovative. That is, that is, artistic and it's innovative and it's a really creative way to display and i mean tell stories to people i don't know if you remember this mitch but i think about eight years ago when i first became a painter i found a way to take my painting and make it a blanket and it says you are loved you're needed you're wanted and then i had like three thousand of them made and i would go to various rotary clubs and different speech different events and i would share my story and then ask people to sponsor blankets and so we could give them away to the children um, at summer camp and burn camp and so that's 
I loved it. Like, I love being able to see that people had these blankets and it was my artwork and it was like something I never thought I'd do. And I mean, Mitch, you remember when we had the Fort McMurray fire? Well, we gave 125 blankets to the firefighters because Mm -hmm. firefighters had no blanket. They were sleeping on the ground. And so me and my kids, we went up to this, you know, evacuation place and found out the firefighters had no blanket. So we gave them to them 125 blankets. It was just an incredible feeling knowing that we were able to impact people in such a, an amazing way. That's an amazing thing. There's an awful lot to pull on threads here. So I'm going to lob a softball at you. Out of everything you've said today, what's an easy tip for people to take away? What's something that you just love to pass on as a piece of information that's that's really simple for people to stay with? Because following passion is tough. You have to have discipline. You have to stick with it. You have to put in time and reps when people aren't watching. What's an easy tip to lay out to people with everything else you've said? So an easy tip is something, it's a quote that I came up when I wrote my first book. And it, dreams are meant to be found, not tucked away in dreamland. Mm. And I think an easy tip Love is it. to listen to that little voice in your head that you're hearing, but most people ignore it. And I know I've ignored that little voice for many, many, many years. And when I started listening to that little voice, all these magical things started happening to me. Sticking on the magical th- things for a moment. You talk to people uh, for a living. It's literally part of your passion and why you do what you do. What's something that you get asked a very common question? Like this is this is a curiosity. I mean, what's something that people come up and ask you all the time? Basically, how do I publish a book? You know, how do you mm. become a best-selling author? That tends to be the path that, you know, I've been on for the past three years. So that tends to be the the biggest question I get a lot. Another question that I get is basically just how did you do it? Like, how did you get through it? You know, when people say that. You know, I'm a burn survivor who got burnt to 75% of my body. And every two years I was in the hospital and they're like, why are you still alive? Oh, it's because you're tough as hell. That's why you're still alive. Come on. We all know that's the reason why. <laughs> what's what's something you wish people would ask you? Something weird? No, okay. what's something you wish people would ask you? It could be weird. It could be fun. We've all, we've all got something. It's almost like we're dying to man, if somebody would just say this, you know, whether you got the guts or not to say it out loud anyway, what's something you wish people would ask? I mean, you you talk to so many people, not every business is like that. So I can't ask every person that comes on the podcast, what do you wish people would ask? Because all of our business have to engage with people, but yours specifically touches dozens or hundreds of lives at a time. So when people come up to you, what are you just kind of waiting for salivating or if they ask me this one question, that's it. That's the good stuff. Um, How can I feel beautiful? Mm. You know, you see, like I see this so much when, you know, I'll go to an event and it's, you know, I speak a lot in women conferences and, you know, you'll, you'll see these women that are walking around and they don't feel beautiful and they, you can tell they're, they're not feeling confident about themselves. And like, for example, this past week I was in Cabo. And one of the ladies says, I said, you know what? Why are you wearing all those clothes? Like it's Cabo, it's plus 30. Why why are you wearing all? Well, I don't want anybody to see my flabby arms. I'm like, are you kidding me? We don't see your flabby arm. We see how beautiful you are. We see your beautiful energy and everything like that. We don't see your flabby arms. I don't even know you have flabby arms. Like why, why are you, why are you doing this? And she goes, I knew I shouldn't have told you that. 
okay, on this podcast, let's nail it down for people. Boys and girls, he, she, they like looking at other people. And the rest of us honestly don't care most of the time. All of us have got something that maybe if we look in the mirror, we're not happy with. But who gives a rat's ass? Who cares? I know. Nobody cares that you got flabby arms. (laughs) Nobody gives a... Nobody, Nobody gives a gives flying that and no, I, no. I just no. wish people would stop judging themselves and being so hard on themselves and do whatever you want to do without worrying about what everybody's thinking about you. And I think that's the biggest thing is once I stopped caring about what everybody was thinking about me when they're looking at me, that's there when I'm forward. There right? it is. There and it I is. I start love to it. love myself, right? There it is. We're going to bounce off on this segment on that note. Yeah. Who cares? Love yourself. Give us a flag fuck if anybody else. Kelly, that's a great pearl to drop there. Thank you so much. Tribe, stick with us. Come back for segment three with the great Kelly Filardo. We'll be right back in a moment. We are back. Savage Business, the podcast with the great Kelly Filardo. I am your host and I am the Savage in Business, Mitch Cavage. And we've been having a hell of a conversation, which I always expect. I've been having a great conversation with Kelly for years. So you just guys just get to hear all the tribe out there gets to hear this stuff right now and pull some pearls of wisdom doc you heard that right here pull those pearls out be able to pass those on to other people kelly we've been talking past and present talking about life lessons you just left off with a real doozy the last segment we're coming to where we're at right now it's two years down the road what are you looking forward to over the next two years and what's something that you're already seeing and you're like man if i if i don't pay enough attention that's going to come up in a roadblock because life is not linear It doesn't travel in a straight line. It has lots of twists and turns. There's pitfalls. There's drop-offs. There's dangerous animals lurking in the darkness for us. Next two years, what are you you expecting? What are you really looking forward to? And what do you think is going to be one of those huge challenges that you got to overcome? Okay, excellent question. So I think over the next two years... I want to be back on stage doing more in-person events, speaking to large, large, large crowds, not just, you know, the 50 or 100 people. I want to be speaking to 10,000 and above. That's where I see it's just making a huge impact that way. Where do I see my pitfalls? It's probably me. So Mm. I believe that sometimes what happens is, and and this is what I'm really faced with right now, is because I'm coaching and because I'm spending time doing sales and marketing and I want to do my artwork and I want to do the painting and I want to do, you know, more coaching. And, and, you know, I even tried to put on Facebook and said, okay, I'm not going to be doing much for books anymore. I'm going to go right into my art. And then all my, my people were like, well, what about me? When I want, when I want to do my next book, like who's going to, who am I going to find to do my book launch for me? So, (laughs) so I think, you know, that's, that's the challenging part of just trying to fit everything in and build a team that can actually do the work that I do. So mm. I think that that's some of my challenges that I'm facing right now is all about time. Like, and then for me too, because I want to learn to paint on stage and do like a big motivational speech while I'm painting and I've yeah. seen guys do it. It's like, yeah. okay, how do I do that? Right? Like, how do I make it engaging enough that people are going to want to pay me for that. So love it. That's a hell of a segue. Listen, when you think of your entire life and what got you to here now, and even what's coming forward, what do you equate or in your mind, what was one of the times where you considered yourself at the, at your absolute boldest? Boldest. Just uh, Joan of Arc's quote that I dropped earlier. 
I yeah. used to say go boldly amongst the English, and then I went boldly amongst the English. When did you go boldly amongst the English? That was right around the time when we were doing my documentary. Mm. So they found- let me interrupt for a moment. Go check it out. Go on Goalcast. Kint. The number has eight or nine figures in viewership on it. So go check out Kelly's yeah. Goalcast episode because it's absolutely stellar. Go ahead. It's got over 10 million views is the Goalcast video. And it talks about my story about being in the mirror. And yeah, that was just an incredible time because I was really seeing the power in my story and how it was impacting other people. And I got speaking gigs from it. We did a documentary about my life story. They recreated my accident and me getting burnt as a two-year-old and followed me all along to, you know, speaking to a, a group of teenagers, 3,000 teenagers. And it was just incredible, uh, this whole documentary. I mean, it was also one of the most challenging times in my life because mm. here I was, like, I was struggling with, with what I call bad mom syndrome. Okay, so, mm. and... What I mean by bad mom syndrome is that I was doing a lot of traveling and I had three teenagers at the time that were living with me full time. And so I would be going out of town to speak, which is what my job was. Um, and I in one in two month period, I had like something like 17 speaking gigs and it was just crazy. And then my kids are like, well, what about us, mom? And then, you know, I'd hear people say to me, you have to put your your kids first not your work. And I'm are you kidding me? Like if someone's paying me five six grand to speak, I'm taking that money because that money is going to pay all my expenses for the month, right? And help me afford the lifestyle and, and be able to, you know, feed my kids. So I really struggled with that uh, income versus kids first. What comes first? So. Mm, love that. That's, that's such a stellar way. So if you had to go back and pass on a lesson to the younger you, what would that be? You go uh, all the way back to you when you're getting started. What would that be? The younger you, where I would say, never give up. Like, keep at it. It's going to get easier. Uh, you just got to keep at it. So mm, mm, I love it. Absolutely love it. What are you looking forward to over the next little while? What's something that gets you really excited and kind of jumped up? Keeps the passion moving for you. Yeah, well, you know, right now, because I've accepted that I want to be back on stage and I've got the new keynote, which is Grit, Guts, and Courage. So I'm really excited about that. That's a podcast. It's a keynote. It's a book. It's all three things. And, you know, I had you as a guest on the Grit, Guts, and Courage. And yeah, and I love the the story and the passion behind it. And I love just getting that message out there. And I think what I'm also passionate about is that it's not just geared towards women because a lot of my speaking was just women. Now, Great Guts encourages men and women. So I'm really passionate about getting that message out there and then also getting out the message of landing the gig. Love so. it. Absolutely love it. So listen, we would not be on this podcast if I didn't keep plugging the word savage in business. By the way, it's trademark. It's my branding. I get paid every time even I say it. Never mind. Everybody else says it. So, you know, keep saying it. Share that everywhere. Savage Business, the podcast. What do those words mean to you? What does being savage in business really mean for you? And uh, what's that like for you in practice? You know, savage in business to me means that when you get knocked down, you get back up and you do it. And mm -hmm. I still remember about nine years ago when I had a crash and it was a massive crash. My one of my friends had committed suicide. 
I was completely broke. Um, my husband had started the divorce proceeding. I got into a yeah. car accident. Everything and happened to me. And I remember, you know, being at the end of my bed and I was holding my iPad and I was Googling how to end my life. And I had three criteria. My kids couldn't find be the one to find me. It had to be final and it had to be painless. And I couldn't find a way to do it. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And that's when I started thinking about my family and how it was going to affect my whole family if I wasn't alive anymore. And that was when I said, okay, I got to find a way out of here. That was when I just took one step. It's like, okay, one email. That's all I need to do. Read one email and go back to bed. I remember one of my coaches saying to me, Kel, why don't you see any value in yourself? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I see value in myself. She goes, no, you don't. And anyway, she ended up saying to me, Kel, I think the reason you don't value yourself is because you're not making the money you want to make. And she was right because all my family are millionaires except for me. And I'm the broke single mom. And so anyway, she had me write out and figure out what was value. And I started to write down everything that I've done for people, helping them write books and and helping them, you know, do all these things. And then I was like, I read it. And I was like, who is this chick? I've got to know her. And it would because I've been doing all these things, like my book is in Africa, teaching kids about self-esteem and, you know, all these amazing things. I've won all these awards and everything, medal from the queen and woman of the Thinkson award. And it was like, I didn't see any value in any of that. Oh. And then I realized that your value is not in how much money you make or don't make. Your value is in the acts of service. It's in what you do to help other people and help them live and survive. And the so contributive me, value of what you impact people with. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's, it's the impact you make and how you help other people to survive and live in this world. And, you know, like my assistant who's working with me right now, I mean, here she is working away. And she said, Kelly, you saved my life. If you didn't teach me how to write a book, I don't know where I'd be. There it is. There it is. Oh, Kelly. It's been an absolute killer. And this episode went fast. This just <laughs> flew by. So I'm loving it. Thank you so much for bringing it and sharing some real vulnerability, but ultimately just expressing what we do every time we do this. Talk to good people, learn the things that they're doing because it's a repetitive series of funny enough, same lessons over and over and over again. Mitch, I just stopped listening to episodes. Did you do anything with it? Otherwise, you need to listen to all the episodes that come out in season one and the next seasons that show up. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing, being candid, and of course, staying savage in business and being really diligent, persevering through everything that life has challenged you with and stick it with it. Thank you so much for coming on. Try, brothers and sisters that are out there. Savage Business, the podcast. This episode was great. Kelly Filardo. Check out the other episodes. Check out the coming episodes. Check out the new season as those continue to spin up, do all the other great stuff that happens in there. I have been your host, Mitch Kamage. I am the Savage of Business. This is in Savage of Business podcast. You will find us across all of our properties. And of course, check us out, savageplaybook.com, mitchcamage.com, all other great stuff. Lots of ways, tools, and resources to be able to help you. A lot of it's free. Some of it has a tiny cost. Other things cost more. Go check it out. We do this only because of you. Kelly, thank you so much. Everybody thank else, you. see you next time. Have you a bet. Good day.